After two months in the greater Palm Springs area, we're ready to share our thoughts about Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, and more, plus an update on the RV industry and where RV sales are at, and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. This winter, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with tips and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Finding time outside can feel tough in winter, but it's just steps away if you turn your backyard into a winter oasis. Add a fire pit to keep you warm, some winter games to keep you active, and some all-weather furniture and outdoor blankets for chilling out comfortably. Just because it's cold out, that doesn't mean you have to be cold. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Welcome to episode number 266 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to industry news, our national parks, and so much more. And that North America part really makes a lot more sense now (laughs) because we are in Baja, California, down in Mexico, on the shoreline of a wonderful beach with the surf rolling in behind us. Perhaps you can hear it. Uh, Perhaps not. I don't know. These headsets, (laughs) this is why we have them to block out some noise like that. But (laughs) the waves are rolling up right behind us. So I'm sure you can get a little bit of it. But... After 24 hours, the wind has finally <laughs> calmed down. The wind has been insane. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about it in my black tank so we can get into it. Your black then tank has been the wind like I 40 times not, over the course of this podcast. I know it is. But this is a, this is an interesting... It's not interesting. We're, Whatever. We're, it's just my black tank lanyard. It's not interesting. <laughs> we're sitting on our screen tent, literally a stone's throw from the the water. And uh, this is just the wonderful thing about Baja is that I, I guess all the camping we've done so far has been pretty much on the beach. It's pretty amazing. And we are back in the RV Miles mobile studio. It's <laughs> been a minute since we've needed to put up a tent and get in here and record because we've been inside the Sabre. If the weather wasn't good to be outside, we would just record inside the Sabre. Yeah. Well, that is not a possibility in the IBEX. I feel like it's going to have to happen at some point. We're going to get stuck doing that, but there's just not very much room no, in there. We're going um, next door to Damien Clay's house. We'll film in the Airstream. I do feel like we're sitting at the kids' table right now. We're, yes. We, the, the, the table is a little bit high, and the chairs are a little bit low in the sand and it's coming up tomorrow bits. <laughs> it's a little it's a little put together we're just slowly sinking into this beautiful soft sand if you're watching by the end of this it might just be our eyes above the table who knows so stay tuned but other than that baja this camp spot every camp spot so far 
has been amazing and we've only been here we haven't even been here a week no just just under a week and we came from the palm springs area which is where we spent sort of the first half of our winter so that's what we're going to cover on this show today we're going to share some of the cool things that you can do in palm springs and the surrounding area however we want to start off by talking about the rv industry and give you a little update on where the rv industry is at with sales so i just finished writing the news uh, video and podcast episode for this week. And I didn't include this because it uh, just, I just didn't want to. <laughs> and you know, it was just too much. Uh, it, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. But I felt like on the podcast, it would be great to have a little bit more of a discussion about this because the RV industry is, I guess they're calling it normalizing. Um, of course they are. The, and I, I think that, I think that's a fairer assessment of the situation. So this the sales for last year, these are actually the numbers the RV industry usually puts out are the number of units that they've built, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are down as well. But the actual sales, there's a company called SSI who uh, does a survey to figure out how many RVs were actually sold by counting actual retail registrations with the individual states, right? So they have figured out that RV sales were down in 2022, about 20%. Now, that doesn't seem terrible. That seems about right after the biggest year ever in 2021. Right. And the second half of 2020 being a very big year. But it doesn't really tell the whole story because down 20% for, for 2022 uh, you know, those the that beginning and the end of the year are sort of arbitrary lines, right? The early half of 2022 was great. Mm-hmm. The second half of 2022 was not. So there there was a big drop off in the second half uh, of the year. And we saw that with lots of RV manufacturers doing a longer than expected shutdown in July after the July 4th break. Uh, many of them doing uh, sort of longer shutdowns in, in January here uh, to sort of get back to what they were doing pre-pandemic. The The RV industry saw this big boom and they built as much as they could and they sold as much as they could but in the end we're returning back to pre-pandemic levels uh so the sales for last year are about the same as they were in 2017 uh so 2018 and 2019 were actually better than than last Hmm. year Uh, so it is on a little bit of a downturn and what that means for you if you're a consumer potentially hopefully soon means better pricing there's already been over the course of the last six months or so a little bit better pricing more deals to be had out there however here's the weird thing is that over the course of the last month prices have gone up again uh and that's according to uh, a company called black book that does auction lane watching so they go to the auction lanes where the the rvs that you trade in if that dealer doesn't want them doesn't want to put it on their lot and sell it they then take them to the auctions and it's kind of the best way we can really gauge an overall number of how used rvs are selling and the auction prices have gone up again after several steady declines another increase and i think that just Hmm. you know goes along with inflation and and all that sort of stuff and the availability of certain rvs has continued to be a problem 
motor homes in particular, because chassis availability with that whole chip shortage thing that began back in 2020 has continued to be a problem. Meanwhile, more people have been interested in smaller motor homes. So even though all the sales have been dropping dramatically, sales for class C motor homes, particularly the the smaller end of class C motor homes and class B motor homes, which are camper vans have bucked the trend and they are all up about 10% or, or so. Well, we are certainly enjoying living in something a bit smaller right now. We are, we are. It's, uh, it's wild. <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> but it's, fine. I, it's interesting to see where we are going to land in 2023 when it comes to not only consumers buying, but then will we continue to see what we've seen throughout the years of availability of campgrounds and the popularity in RVing, or are we going to start to plateau a little bit? And I still think even if we do plateau, we're going to be at numbers of people enjoying this lifestyle who have discovered how amazing it is. I think those numbers are still going to be higher than what we saw before the beginning of 2020. So I I think yeah. this year is going to be the year where we really see what RVing looks like, I guess, at a normal level. At least RV sales, because campground reservations are still up. Well, that could be normal, <laughs> though, be Jay. Norm- that, that could that's gonna, be. Because people bought these RVs. Yes. They're not getting rid of them. And they're enjoying them. They want to go out and use them. And how they're using them depends on whether or not they're just enjoying the campground down the road from their house. They're going out on these big, epic trips. But we certainly know that it's still popular and it's still there. We're still seeing campgrounds. New campgrounds are being built all the time, which is great. We've had a few press releases come in lately announcing new campgrounds. We know that KOA is still going really strong. In fact, we're about to talk about a KOA here in the next segment when we get to Palm Springs. So... There is definitely, from the uh, RVer perspective, this is still a really, really active way to get yeah. out and travel. Whether that's good or bad for you, you can decide on your own. But uh, I, I think uh, I love it. I love that there are so many people out doing this. I love talking to and meeting everybody. I know that it can be harder to get campsites that you want now. That's going to be the reality going forward. It it just yeah. is. Um, there's the 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 era of pulling up into a campground whenever you want to is over. Um, although if you come down to Baja, <laughs> I was about to say we are. <laughs> you're saying this as we have made it's the first zero time reservations. we've done that. It's the exception that proves the rule because yeah. we haven't been able to do this in a long time. For mm-hmm. when we started out, we did lots of like we would like reserve a day to three days Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. Um, And even that has really, we've, we've, we've been reserving much further out than we used to. Much, much further out. And I, this is actually a discussion that's also my fresh tank when we got to it. So just slow your roll. We're going to get to talk a little bit about (laughs) this as well, (laughs) because there's just been some really amazing things that I have come to realize about myself as an RVer just in the last week since we left for Baja. We're going to take a quick break, but before we do, a quick reminder that if you want to become a Mile Marker member, we do have the Mile Marker Facebook group and the monthly live that you can participate in. The last one was a whole lot of fun. It was right here on the beach in Baja. So that is, uh, if 
mile marker is something you're interested in or you're wondering what the heck is a mile marker, those are the individuals who just want to offer a little extra support to RV miles every month. It's $4.99 a month. And really, we do, even though we offer this live stream and this Facebook group, at the heart of all of it, your support is going towards increasing the content that RV miles is making. It's helping us hire staff. It's also allowing us to really curate and give that professional layer to everything we do because we really do pride ourselves on putting out content that not only informs and entertains, but looks really good and sounds really good and has something that you want to come back to time and time again. So if you are interested in being a part of that, we will link to it in the show notes as well as the description for YouTube. And you can join and become a mile marker on either YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram benefits are the same all across those three platforms. And as a way to say thank you, we go live every month and we just have a little hour long chat and it is a delight. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, the greater Palm Springs area. (laughs) Be right back. (laughs) Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around, you'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. This episode is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife along with a feed of the latest wildlife sighting photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current NPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. We are back and it is time to talk Palm Springs. Uh, Palm Springs how do I describe it? I, it's it's a mid-century modern utopia of like all kinds of really cool architecture. It was the playground for many a Hollywood star. Yeah, there, you can still see the homes of Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe. Elvis and, Presley. Yeah, it, it's it's really uh, still sort of a lot of it is intact. And the city reflects that vibe, too. It's really got this super cool, as you mentioned, mid-mod century sort of just elegance to it. And you do feel like some of these restaurants or places you go into, you feel like you have stepped back into the 1950s and 1960s. It's just like a very cool vibe and something we haven't really experienced a lot or seen a lot on the road, this kind of like uh, really just like doubling down on these two particular decades. Well, and, and also there, there, there is a little bit of modern to it in, in terms of a lot of modern street art. There's all sorts of big sculptures and stuff. 
And there's but, always something going on. But I would argue that art still has it still the has a flair. It still a has yeah. a flair and it still really fits in with the vibe of yeah. the city. But before we get into talking about all the things you can do in the greater Palm Springs area, let's talk about where we stayed. And actually it was your fresh tank last week yeah. because the amazing people at the Palm Springs Joshua Tree KOA are certainly worth going to that campground just for the people that work there. We spent two months and we had a fantastic time at this campground, making it our home base over the winter. Yeah. This is not a place that's going to blow you away by the nature, the beauty, the design. This is, this is an RV park, but uh, it will warm your soul in the hot but springs. It does have, it does have three hot spring hot tubs and a very large pool that is hot spring fed. So it's, it's the, the pool itself is, it's not, it's not hot, but it's like warm enough to swim in at, at when it's, you know, 60 degrees outside. But the hot tubs are definitely a draw yeah. and they do have activities there. They were, there was oh, bingo and there was wine yeah. painting and they have the train for the kids and there is a basketball court and pickleball and they do even have some cabins on site and some of those uh, yurts, those glamping tents that are really popular right now. They have a lot of different features on there to accommodate all different kinds of travelers because again, this KOA is a really good jumping off point for a lot of people to go and visit Joshua Tree. Now, I, I gotta say, I, I hope they're not listening because <laughs> I, their rates are too good. I mean, they just are. They're monthly rates, at least. Well, if they and, can get their monthly rates on the same page. <laughs> yeah, there, are, there are some discrepancies. Little, there was a little discrepancy However, several times. But still, times. like, a monthly rate for full hookups in Southern California, I mean, you're, you're not too far of a drive from Disneyland, from... Uh, Los Angeles from even we drove down to San Diego. Uh, and of course, like you said, Joshua tree, there's a lot of beauty, a lot of nature in the area, and it's a place to be warm in the winter mm -hmm. and you're paying a decent bit under a thousand dollars a month. With, as, as of right now, let's just say right this now, is February, 2023. Yeah. Let's not give an but exact amount with electricity included. Now, yeah. if you've never, if you've never done a monthly in, California before usually the electricity is not included and electricity in California can be very expensive. We've seen people have bills upwards of $300. It's very unusual in general for a campground that's doing a monthly like this to include, to fold in the electric rate into its monthly yeah. cost. Even when we were staying in the quad cities over winter, yeah, the electric was not included in that monthly cost that we were paying there. So and they, they do that for a reason because they don't want people to be heating their RVs with run, four space heaters, running all right? the space heaters. Uh, and they want you to be, you know, conscious about the electricity mm -hmm. you use. But I, 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 it's, it's really hard to beat that sort of price in a popular, I mean, Palm Springs is, is a expensive real estate town. It's, very expensive. I mean, we were driving by signs that were like, oh, great deal. Yeah. Home starting at the low four millions. <laughs> it was like, oh, now, Jason, it's a great deal. We need to jump on this. Now, the, the Palm Springs Joshua Tree KOA. 
is neither actually in Palm Springs, nor is it really super close to Joshua Tree. No. So I want to be clear on that. It's about a 20-minute drive into the city of Palm Springs itself. Um, and then it's about an hour drive to Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah, it's located in Desert Hot Springs, California. Yeah. But it is absolutely worth a stop if you're going to that area. I feel really confident in saying that we will be returning. Now let's talk about some of the things we did in the Great Palm Springs area. Yeah, I, where to start? So obviously, well, you know what? Let's start with Joshua Tree because okay. we've already brought that up. Now, we were really, really busy while we were here. So we were here over December and January in the Palm Springs area. And that was the holidays. As many of you know, we spent some time at Disneyland. We went on a Disney cruise. Uh, we were prepping to move out of the saber and into the ibex the whole time we, we were there christmas we had new year's we, eve yes. and jack and i flew to chicago to drive over to indiana to bring mm -hmm. the ibex all the way back along route 66 so that was a whole week and we all got really sick too so that we too. all had winter cold so we didn't get to do nearly as much exploring yeah. as we wanted to do especially in Joshua yeah. Tree. And I feel like that is my one big regret. It just, because again, the proximity is an hour. So it's not that easy to just pop over at the end of a work day, like we like to do and grab a couple of hikes before sunset. And of course, obviously sunset was like 4.30 for most of the time while we were there. So, But we can give you a few tips about Joshua Tree. Yeah. Um, the Joshua Tree is at a decent elevation. So the middle of winter is it's a little bit off season, actually. So the, the main season for them is fall and spring. And uh, even though it was a little bit off street season, it was still fairly busy in the park on the day that we did the big drive through it. So we, we drove through uh, most of the park on the main loop road. You want to, if you can, go to the furthest entrance east because the western entrance can get really backed up with people trying to get into the park. Uh, you can also come in from the south, from mm -hmm. the entire different side of the park as well. We made that drive several years ago in the bus down there, and it's it's gorgeous as it's well. Gorgeous. That's sort of a lesser visited part of the park. But we did spend New Year's Day mm -hmm. in Joshua Tree. We started off the year in a national park. And to talk about what you said about weather, when we left our campground, we were in the upper 50s. And by the time we got into Joshua Tree, it was in the 30s. Yeah. yeah. So it's so, a big temperature difference going yes. up there. So that's why the, that's the reason for the the off season. But also you want to, you know, go with some extra clothing and, mm -hmm. and be prepared to be warm. You also want to be prepared to find parking because it's not easy. There's, no. this, is a, this is a park <laughs> with lots of... Uh, small parking areas that fill up fast at the most popular spots. And there's not a lot of road access to tons of stuff. So you really want to be able to get in early and get your parking spot in or go late in the afternoon as people are leaving. But we talked to a lot of people in our campground and there's a lot of monthlies in this campground, especially yeah. this time of year. There's a lot of people wintering in this campground. And I have to say that a lot of people we talked to, and this is why I feel like a lot of regret about this, is that they said that some of the best hiking they have ever been on 
they have done in Joshua Tree. And so this is clearly one of those parks that we need to get back to and we need to give a little bit more time to. So if you go this way, do carve out some time for Joshua Tree National Park. Another thing you want to carve out some time for, and this is going to get you into downtown Palm Springs, where all the action is, where all the restaurants are. It is the Thursday night Palm Springs Village Fest. This is a blast. We were able to do this twice. And what it is, is on Thursday nights, now you want to try to get there a little bit early or before it even begins if you can, because parking is an issue. But what they do is they shut down this whole section, the main section of uh, downtown Palm Springs, and then it is just lined with local vendors. And it is a ton of fun. The shops, some of the shops stay open late as well, so you can pop into those, do a little bit of shopping. But you can walk down the center. They have performances, and they've got... um, just amazing foods. All the restaurants are hopping. And then you can just kind of check out all of the local wares and support all of the small businesses in and around Joshua Tree. We loved this. We did. This was a lot of fun. We did, however, get into a bit of a jam with the truck in a parking garage uh, yeah, where, we weren't, the, quite sure, the, where we weren't quite sure well, if Fordo tr- was going to get in or out. <laughs> our truck is seven foot and the the height limit was seven one. But, but it said eight two when but, you first yeah, went into it. We, so here's a tip. We got into a situation where we couldn't turn around and we just had to pray that we were going to be fine. Yeah, that was... And you know what? We... <laughs> We were. We were and we made the it up antenna there. might not have fared so well. Antenna wasn't too happy with us, but that was that's something to bear in mind too because it did say when you came into the garage it said eight two. We thought we yeah. were totally fine, yeah. and then we come in, we turn the corner, and then all of a sudden it says seven one, and they are giving you nowhere to nowhere turn to around. So if you are driving a big truck into Palm Springs, just take it from us. Stay away from the garages. Just find some street parking. Uh, while you're doing that on Thursday nights, there are also, if you want to couple it with a trip to the art museum, you can hit that up in the afternoon. Get that parking in already. Go to the art museum. And then you're right there for Village Fest on Thursday night. Grab a reservation because you probably will need, if you want to eat at one of the restaurants down there, you are going to need a reservation on that Thursday night because it's so busy but absolutely Thursday night Palm Springs Village Fest. We love it. Another thing we really enjoyed, we'll touch on quickly, is the kids and I went to the Living Desert Zoo and Gardens. This was a really enjoyable afternoon. And they have some really gorgeous displays. And and you can go through so much more than I thought it was going to be. Like, don't let the name fool you. Like, this is really a legit, like full on zoo. And you can go in and we saw, I mean, they have, I think like eight, nine, ten giraffe. Wow. Like out on the savanna. They have this oh, huge I wish I'd savanna. Been able to go. It's stunning. We were there in the late afternoon, so the animals were incredibly active, but it was it, it was a lot of fun. It's absolutely worth going. Um, another thing we want to recommend is the Palm Springs Air Museum as well. And then, of course, I feel like no trip to Palm Springs is complete without hitting the Palm Springs aerial tramway. And I think that this is a big draw for everyone when they come to Palm Springs. This is the world's largest rotating tram car. I mean, now, 
the bulk of our family was very interested in this. There were definitely a few people who were like, a oh, hard pass. Because what this tram does is it travels over two and one half miles and it takes you up the canyon. You get to the top of the mountain. It's about 10 minutes total that it takes you to do this. But you get up there and then once you're at the mountain station... Your ele- so your elevation is like somewhere around 8,500 feet. So what's really cool about that too is you can be down like we were where there is no snow, but you can take this tram and you can spend the whole afternoon playing I, I in the snow. I think that's a really important point because a lot of people don't realize that Palm Springs is sort of surrounded by mountains. And yes. we have mountain views the entire time we were there with snow snowy peaks up in the mountains it's so weird because it's like you're looking through the palm trees in the campground at the mountains with yeah. snow on them <laughs> it is a uh, wild. and you're, you're warm and cozy while yeah. it's it's nice and icy cold up there yeah you can and what's cool is you can you get to go up there you get to have a little bit of winter play in the snow they've got restaurants and observation decks but what i think is the coolest thing about this is they have 50 miles of hiking trails yeah you go up there. Because it's a state park up there. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, that is to me like a big must do if you go to the area. It can be a little pricey, but I think if you can stretch that out into an all day event and really take advantage of everything that's once you're up at the top of the mountain, everything that's up there in that state park, it's absolutely worth it. So that's the Palm Springs aerial tramway one final thing we want to recommend that's closer to the campground uh before we talk about the food we ate yeah. is is <laughs> called uh cabot's pueblo museum and we had no idea what we were getting into here but this is how do you describe this it's a residence that was hand built over the course of many many years mm-hmm. Um, when Palm Springs wasn't a city, uh, those still existed when Palm Springs was a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it was sort of a, it's sort of like a rustic old West hand built home that then became a tourist attraction. Um, and I don't know how to describe <laughs> it other than know. that. It is just all sorts of weird and unique and interesting mm-hmm handmade uh, architecture by this guy who built it. And it's got all these like sort of windows with angled mullions in them and just uh, dirt floors uh, on purpose to connect your feet with the earth and stuff like that. And it's really interesting walkthrough. It takes maybe uh, an hour and a half. It's a self-guide. You can do a self-guided, which we absolutely recommend get the audio tour so that you can kind of get a lot more like context to the place, but it is fascinating. And it's a, it's a nice break from a lot of the, the glitz and the glamour of Palm Springs. This is a really nice break from that. So there are so many other things you could go and do as well. Shields Date Garden, there's the Coachella Valley History Museum. I mean, there you could go to the greater Palm Springs area and you could fill your entire, if you were there, we were there for two months and I feel like we barely cracked the surface of this area. So this is one of those where if you're looking for somewhere to winter and to never be bored, We cannot recommend the greater Palm Springs area enough. Now let's get to the most important part of it all. And that is the food. We always love the food part. The food, the food. There are, we 
we did a lot of eating. There are Saturday morning farmers markets. You can go and uh, definitely go see the biscotti lady. She is phenomenal and so kind at the farmers market. But if you want to go out to dinner, we want to recommend these five places to you. They are all so wildly different. So just just go for for what you're feeling. Look at them and see if they fit your needs. The first one is Jay's Deli. This but is, don't be fooled by the name. It, it, it's it's a high end sort of traditional New York deli. Oh man, and they are doing it all right there on site. Like it, you'll you will eat to the sound of the 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 meat slicer. Yes, right. I had a club sandwich on gluten-free bread, which was super rad. Um, it was so big, so <laughs> tall, I couldn't, I had to deconstruct <clears throat> it. I couldn't eat it all. I even, I attempted and there just, it was not humanly possible. You had a pastrami on rye, right? I, I had a, yes, I did. And it was amazing. Oh, it um, looked so good. And, and they had some of the best pickles that I have had <laughs> in a very, very long Jason time. Jason is the only one in this family who likes pickles. And I had everyone's. And he ate everyone's. <laughs> Another place that we actually had a Christmas Eve dinner at was Lulu's California Bistro. That is, again, going to be there on the main strip in uh, downtown Palm Springs. We also really enjoyed La Casuela Terraza. I said it right. I feel very I proud. So. I think so. Hopefully. And if you go there, the only thing I'm going to recommend is you need to get the top shelf margarita. I think the El Presidente. <laughs> get the El Presidente. But don't just get one and take it slow. Okay. <laughs> That's my recommendation to you. Take it from someone who's been there. Mm -hmm. Just start with one. And eat some food before you go after that second one. Uh, we also really enjoyed Bongo Johnny's Patio Bar and Grill. They were playing some of the best 80s music while we were in there. Like, like eight-year-old Abby, like Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, New Kids on the Block. Like, it was, oh, it was so good. This is a, a, a Gen Xers place for sure. Oh, man, and all the, the way. Uh, just be warned if you have if you have children who are uh, old enough and smart <laughs> to enough read. to know uh, uh, double entendres. The, the, the names of the menu items are a little racy. Some of them, some of them are. Yes, and Ethan thought that was just hilarious. hilarious. Uh, and finally, fresh agave Mexican bar and grill. So, but again, you know. Often, when you come out on Dillon Road, which is right in front of, that's the road in front of the KOA, you can go down a couple stop signs, and there are going to be vendors on like a Friday night. They've set up like their version of a food truck, and they are cooking. Yeah. That's where you, that's where you want to go. We that's all, what you want to stop, and there's where you want to get the tacos. We also had these absurd Instagram shakes at a place oh, called right. Monster Shakes. <laughs> I forgot about that. And we can highly recommend the Desert Regional Medical Center oh, yes. for your ER needs. <laughs> Don't recommend the lobby of the Desert Regional Medical no, Center. So uh, Sit outside and wait for them to yes. come and get you bring a book. Uh, but yes. once you're, you know, a lot of ERs are this way because, you know, I'm experienced. Uh, <laughs> once you're past the doors, it's a lot better. <laughs> it's a whole 
whole new world. So that is our time in the Greater Palm Springs area. And we would like to actually thank the Greater Palm Springs Tourism Bureau for helping us put together this itinerary. They are some really super kind people over there. And I know that they would love to answer your questions as well. So let's take a break. And then when we come back. What do we do then? Let's empty some tanks. Okay. Let's empty some tanks. <laughs> we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by the folks at RV Mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Abby and I have been using the Dream Foam Series mattress well about nine months now, and we couldn't be happier. We're sleeping better, and we were able to customize it to fit the exact needs of our fifth wheel. RVmattress.com offers a 120-night sleep trial, the ability to pick different sizes and thicknesses depending on your personalized sleep needs, Plus, their products are toxin-free, made in the USA, and incredibly simple to set up. We were able to have ours delivered to the campground, and within hours of unboxing the mattress, it was fully expanded and ready for us to sleep on. RVmattress.com offers free shipping and is currently extending 20% off to the RV Miles community when you visit RVmattress.com slash RVmiles and use the promo code RVmiles. That's RVmattress.com slash RV miles with promo code RV miles for 20% off our thanks to RVmattress.com for supporting this channel and to you for supporting our sponsors. On every road trip, there are moments you wish could last forever. Your kids running into the ocean for the first time, that perfect campsite with views that amaze and surprise, a hike through Sarah's crack, moments you spend time planning and you wish would never end. But like all good adventures, they do. But you know what doesn't have to end? Your RoadPass Pro membership you used to plan that memory-making vacation. Grab your RoadPass Pro membership today and lock in the $49.99 price for life. Featuring some of our favorite trip planning sites like Campendium and Road Trippers and the Togo app for checklists, RoadPass Pro will help you create an amazing RV adventure. Save $10 off your first year with code RVMILES10X and lock in the renewal rate of $49.99 for life. RoadPass Pro is going up in the new year, so if you've been on the fence, now is the time to join and save. Just click the link in the description and use code RVMILES10X to save $10 off your first year of RoadPass Pro. We are back, and it is time to check the level of our tanks. Jay, what is in your black tank this week? Uh, my, Okay, so y'all are going to get a little sneak peek uh, at some of the stuff that happened to us that will be in sort of some of our travel videos. <laughs> Baja uh, to Alaska kicked off with a rip-roaring start. <laughs> our second day in Mexico uh, came to us with a flat tire. <laughs> and... Uh, the flat tire is not my black tank. The you know this the the ibex came with a full size spare and uh, it it was easy to change out and we did mm-hmm. uh, that it was mostly easy. The reason it wasn't entirely easy is what is actually my black tank is the fact that somehow I left the jack from our Ford in the saber unbelievable to me but it has been there and i knew we both figured out exactly where it was we know <laughs> where it is unbelievable? <laughs> it we i put it there way back when you put it there when we when we had the flat tire on yeah, the saber yes. because it was too much work to get it back into the position that it goes <laughs> yes. in in the truck yes so i i put it in the front storage of the saber mm-hmm. and there it sits and there it sits in palm Springs. luckily we're traveling with another family but you know and we that's were, how it goes so we, my black tank is me 
Oh. You know, <laughs> and the no, jack. I mean, things My mistake happen. that I made with the jack. Things happen. Yes. And one of the things we are learning about this trip, and one of the things that we hope to be able to uh, share with you as we learn from our mistakes is putting together a list of checks. Yeah. Little tiny things that we didn't think of in the big picture, right? You know, again, checking just to make sure that your jack is where it's supposed to be. I so, did, however, buy a new jack. Yes. At an auto zone. What was the town that the San Felipe in San Felipe? This should be this here. A little, I'll just make this one of my two fresh tanks then, okay. because. This was the best auto zone I've ever been to. <laughs> We've been to a lot of auto zones this, too. This this auto zone was three times the size of any American Dang. auto zone. Like they had car top carriers. Dang. They had, you know, all the supplies that you need to do body work and stuff. It was wild. They had like barrels of oil they i mean i feel like they supplied like all the automotive automotive shops in the area i was about to say we now know where autozone is really putting a lot of its uh (laughs) a lot of its time and effort yeah so so the autozone was great but my real fresh tank however is the jackery uh the Jackery Solar Generator 1500 Pro kit, which we have been trying out here on the beaches of Baja. And uh, we, I did a video review of this, and you can go check that out over on the main RV Miles YouTube channel. But essentially, it's a portable power station that's got a 1500-watt-hour battery in it, and it came with 400-watt solar panels. Uh, the headline is... I have always been resistant of these things because I thought they were lame and I was wrong. <laughs> and these, the ground, the really, the thing is the ground deploy solar panels, the ability to like put your solar panels out on the ground and angle them at the sun and move them throughout the day is wildly better than mm. the solar panels on the roof. Now, if we could angle our solar yeah. panels on the roof, but, that would make a huge but difference. But even if we could, we would only be able to angle them if we were parked the right direction and one and only up and down, right? We wouldn't Fair be able story. to turn them. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much room on the roof of the Ibex for solar panels, right? Mm-hmm. So on the roof of the Ibex, we have 760 watts of solar. We moved some of the solar from the Sabre over. And the Jack Jackery came with 400 watts of solar. We regularly get way more wattage from the ground deploy panels than we Mm -hmm. do from the flat panels on our roof. Yeah. So if you want to check out Jason's review of that, we will link to it in the show notes, uh, in the description for the podcast, as well as the description for the YouTube video. All right. What is in your black tank this week? Okay. It's so interesting that your black tank was kind of you Mm -hmm. because my black tank is kind of me. I know you thought I was going to be talking about the wind, but I'm not talking. I am talking about the wind, but, but it's me that after, so it's windy in Palm Springs. Just know that now, like it's windy. It's going to be windy. And it was windy the whole time we were there. It felt like, and we're talking strong wind gusts. Yeah. Okay. I'm not talking like this is a light breeze. I mean, we're talking like wind gusts sometimes of up to 50 miles, 60 miles an hour. They actually have a little sign on the desk at the, at the check-in. that's like, <laughs> yes, yes, it's always, it's this, always windy. this windy. You would think that after two months of that, and then we get here that by now I would be accustomed to trying to sleep at night when it's really windy I slept like garbage last night because as 
starting at 1 a.m., the wind really kicked up. And I wish I knew how strong it was, but I wouldn't doubt it was at some point around the, 50 miles The big hour. thing keeping you awake, though, was the little flap in the vent uh, over the <laughs> over the stove. Yes. So this that, morning I went out and shut that. He shuts it at <laughs> 6.30. And <laughs> after I literally only slept like two hours, and I look at him and I was like, we could have done that the whole time. And he's just like, I quit. <laughs> quit. Because I didn't think that's what it was. I couldn't tell. You know, when you're tired and you wake up in the middle of the night, like sound is always just like magnified like a hundred times. And I, I think that too, just the, the way the waves were enormous last night, even though the tide was out, they were huge. The wind was just rip roaring and it was coming over us. Thank goodness. We were not getting broadsided by it. It was coming right over us. But I just kept thinking to myself, why can't you, why are everyone else in this house is just sleeping like a baby right now? And I cannot, after all this time, I am still unable to sleep through really, really heavy wind. And I've basically spent the last two months plus on a cruise where we had one night where it was just like, hope you don't want to stand up because we're not, <laughs> that's not an option tonight. So I don't, I, my black tank is me for just like, Whatever my deal is with the wind, I cannot seem to just like be at peace with it. Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's all right. Whatever. What's in your fresh tank? So my fresh tank this week is like the kind of flip side of all of that. And that is that over this last week, as we have entered into Baja, really the day we left Palm Springs and headed for that Walmart and then crossed the border and had to kind of switch up some plans because of the tire and all of this. We have just been traveling. We haven't been making reservations. We have had to shift a few things because, uh, you know, we couldn't get as far as we wanted to be by now and this and that. And I just felt like we have hearkened back or we have returned to what this was for us when we first started traveling. Like the days of Bussy, this feels like a return to wonder bus days. And I really love that. And I, I just realized that about myself that I really love the thing I love about this is the freedom of all of it. And I know that that's not always possible everywhere we go. And a lot of places do need you to make reservations, but the freedom of this and the ability to roll up into somewhere and just be like, this is where we're going to stop for the night. This feels like the place we want to go to is delightful. Yeah. And I hope that every RVer at some point in their journey gets to kind of experience that because I think that this is a little bit of what RVing should be like. It should be that ability to kind of have more of a say over how far you go, when you go and where you want to stop. And I've just, I think this week has been really, really nice. It has not been without its headaches, of course, but in regards to how we've been traveling and how we have slowed way down. Yeah. I, I really like it. What a great note to end the episode on. That's I, it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. As always, if you are enjoying the show, please head over to wherever you're listening. Maybe that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever, and just leave a little review there for us. A little five stars or whatever their equivalent is, because that really does help put RV Miles in front of a whole new generation of listeners. And we really value you doing that for us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are shopping over on Amazon, please take us with you. Just go over to amazon.com slash shop slash 
RV Miles. And until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep logging those RV kilometers. Bye, everybody. Bye.